0: Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the Novice Master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. Just before we reflect on God's holy word for this third Sunday of Advent, a little pulpit announcement. Exceptionally, we're going to take up a second collection after the reception of Holy Communion. And this second collection today is an appeal to help fund the beautification of our church for Christmas. Christmas decoration, second collection. So thank you for your generosity in advance. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. That was the introit that we heard in Latin, Gaudete, and also the second reading from St. Paul in his letter to the Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord, Gaudete Sunday. We mark the middle of our Advent preparation for Christmas with Gaudete Sunday, Rejoicing Sunday. If you were here at the seven o'clock Mass this morning, you would have heard the organ playing so, we beautify the liturgy with organ on this Sunday only, whereas it's silent for most of the rest of the season of Advent. We wear rose vestments. You can call them pink, that's okay. They're, we call them rose because we're ashamed to call them pink, but they're pink vestments. To celebrate a little bit here in the middle of a penitential season when we ordinarily would wear purple. Why do we rejoice? Well, because it is halfway through our penitential season and remember this is a penitential season so we have a break today from our austerities and it's a good reminder for all of us that preparation for Christmas is not just a material exercise but it should be most especially a spiritual exercise. So if you haven't engaged in any penances yet in this holy season, you still have time It would be good to take up some fasting in the weeks that remain before Christmas. It would be especially good to pray the rosary every day. Today is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. We'll say a little bit more about that in a moment. Prayer, fasting, and most especially, go to confession. Go to confession often. It's perhaps the most neglected sacrament of our holy faith. You know, we have confessions here every day from 1 to 4 p.m. So you're always—well, except Sundays—you're always welcome to come here and find confessors ready to help you prepare for Christmas in the very best possible way and go often to confession, at least once a month. Catholics should go at least once a month or as often, God forbid, as you commit a grave sin. And remember, we must never receive the Holy Eucharist at Holy Mass if you're not in the state of grace. If you need to go to confession, please don't receive Holy Communion. That's what we call sacrilege, another thing we almost never hear about from the pulpit. So in order to be worthy to receive Holy Communion, we must not be in the state of sin. And that means for, practically speaking, for a lot of Catholics, if you haven't been to confession in the last year, you're not disposed to receive Holy Communion today. So come up for a blessing if you'd like but go to confession. That's a great way to prepare for Christmas. So we rejoice that we're halfway through this penitential season. Two ways that we, re- that we hear about rejoicing. First, that we must rejoice and then that God rejoices in us. Both of that from the prophet Zephaniah this morning. First, we are the ones who rejoice today. As the prophet tells us, The Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has turned away your enemies. This is why we rejoice, because we have been freed from our enemies, delivered from our enemies. Of course, sin and death, these are the enemies that Christ has delivered us from. But also historically through time, God saves his holy people by removing the enemies that surround us. And one way in which that happened very close to home for us, in which we, we can remember today, was when the Lord delivered us from the enemies of paganism in this continent when Christ was preached here for the first time. Nearly 500 years ago, in 1531, Our Lady appeared to St. Juan Diego on that marvelous little hill of Tepeyac near Mexico City. This was just as the Spanish were introducing our holy faith to the pagan Aztec people there. And of course, this entire continent was overrun with demon-worshiping pagans. We mustn't let the PC world allow us to forget that paganism is idol worship, demon worship, and it's not good for people. We need to be set free in Jesus Christ with the one true religion which can save us. And that's what the colonizers and missionaries did. So Our Lady appeared just as Christ was being preached for the first time in this continent. Every year in Mexico City, the Aztecs slaughtered 20,000 people in worship of their demon god. 20,000 people offered in human sacrifice, usually 60 people at a time, right there near where Our Lady appeared. Just 50 years previous to her apparition, when the Aztecs were consecrating a brand new temple, they slaughtered 80,400 people in worship of their demon god. Our blessed Lord wanted to drive away those terrible enemies of goodness and truth from this continent, which is our home. And so what did he do? He sent the blessed Virgin Mary to appear there and to bring her son Jesus among us in this what was once a pagan land. And you all know the story, how beautifully she appeared to that humble Poor middle aged man, Juan Diego. Just 10 years after her miraculous apparition, 9 million people had converted to Roman Catholicism. This is how our Lord saves us from our enemies through the miraculous intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so we praise her today as our Empress and our Queen the patroness of our continent, and the patroness of our diocese. Through her, the Lord has removed judgment against us. He has turned away our enemies, and so we rejoice. But what about God? How does he rejoice? Zephaniah continues, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you, with gladness and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you. Wonderful, humble St. Juan Diego is in the eye of Our Lady in that image that she left on his tilma, which is now enshrined in the Basilica in Mexico City. Our Lady made it so that Hundreds of years later, 400 years later, as scientists were studying that miraculous image left on St. Juan Diego's tilma, they would find in the pupils of her eyes, under a microscope, human faces reflected when he opened up his tilma and showed the bishop those flowers which appeared on the hill. And her image was there on the tilma. She was seeing him and the bishop, and eleven other people in the room, and all of those people are reflected in the pupils of her eyes, right now, on the tilma, in the basilica in Mexico City, for us to discover later why. Because St. Juan Diego is the apple of her eye. She rejoiced in him, and God rejoiced in him through her. You are the apple of Our Lady's eye, too. She is your mother every bit as much as she was St. Juan Diego's mother. And when you live the life of grace, when you strive for holiness, when you say her holy rosary and go to confession when you need to, when you receive Holy Communion worthily, you give more joy to Our Lady and to the angels and to God himself than All the rest of the created universe could possibly ever give him joy because one soul in the state of grace is more valuable than the entire material universe. You are the apple of her eye too. So what should we do? That's what everybody asked St. John the Baptist at the River Jordan as they came to him for the baptism of repentance. What should we do? What must we do? And what did he tell them? We just heard it from the Gospel of St. Luke. He said, if you're a tax collector, don't defraud people. In other words, be a good tax collector. If you're a soldier, be a holy soldier. Do your duty. Be satisfied with your wages. We might ask him in our desire for repentance, what should we do? Are you a mother and a wife? Be a holy mother and a holy wife. Are you a working man? Strive to be a saint in your state in life. Are you a student? Are you a consecrated religious? Are you a priest? And so forth. Be whom God has desired you to be. Be the saint whom God has created you to be. Become the apple of Our Lady's eye. This is how the kingdom of God and the empire of Our Lady grows This is how we continue to drive out pagan idolatry and all of the new demonic errors of our own day, by repenting like those folks did at the preaching of St. John the Baptist. And in so doing, we can become humble, holy servants of our Lord and our Lady, like the luminous and humble little St. Juan Diego. What's more... We have received an even better baptism than the one preached by John. We have been baptized with the baptism of Jesus Christ and that is a baptism in the Holy Spirit and in fire. That means there's no reason why the world must grow cold in sin or error. So, go to confession. Say the Holy Rosary every day. And strengthened with the bread of the angels, the very body and blood of Christ that we receive from this holy altar. Bring Christ to birth this Christmas in a world that needs him so very much. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, Please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.